Yo, thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the brand new music video for Liquor Liquor by Rogue Status. This music video is filmed and directed by Awesome Ty. I did a little bit of filming in it. I made a cameo in it. All right, P-Chap's in there. This thing is fucking crazy. Um, Ty has just been getting better and better with uh with recording videos and editing videos all of his uh all of his stuff is uh you know gone through huge upgrades and overhauls in the past six months he's got all kinds of new equipment and it shows it really does he's like that meme that's like you know something 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 and it shows well ty has been working on his video skills and it shows with the liquor liquor video by rogue status you can find that at the Rogue Media 805 Facebook page or YouTube. So go ahead and find that. The link should be in the description, maybe. I, f- I looked to the side when I said that, so I feel like I might forget to do it. But that's okay. You can find it. Rogue Status, Liquor Liquor. Click it, play it, enjoy it, tell your friends, share it, blah de blah um, I have a new song that's coming out on the 28th of this month, end of the month, uh, that's called Imposter Syndrome, and it's a song by me. Boom. Um, episode two of Rogue Status Radio. Rogue Status Radio? The fuck is that? I did what everybody else does. It's Rogue Media 805, and everyone's like, oh yeah, man, I'm at Rogue Status 805, Rogue Status Studios, call it Rogue Radio. You know, people say that shit all the time. But I th- I think because I was just talking about the new Rogue Status video, I fucked it up. But Rogue Media Radio, episode two, is going to be filmed uh, this week. Later on this week. On Thursday, we're going to be filming it. Got an editing session that's going to take a fucking week long again. And then episode two will be up in the coming weeks. So get excited for that. Brought to you by Dubs Green Garden. This episode brought to you by Dubs Green Garden in Paso Robles, California. Hit them up, dubsgreengarden.com. Do it. Um, Today it's myself and William Waffles, an NHP classic. We're chilling. We're getting lit. We're talking about jelly beans. So let's do it. I don't drink soda. So what makes, so what makes, so what makes, so what makes love the exception? Oh, why, yo, why, yo, are we so in denial when you know we're not happy here? Ah, Sad. I got some shits. Oh, all right. To, to, to speak about. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everyone. My name is Mikey Booyah. I am joined via Skype by my best friend, William Waffles, in Portland, William Oregon. Waffles. There he is. Okay. You got some shit to speak on? Yeah. What all right. It? So, we're going to start off. I'm a stoner. You're a stoner. Most stoners I know love snacks. Love sex? Right? Snacks. Snacks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, and it happens to be, are we around Easter time? Is that right? 
Possibly, yeah. Easter is uh, like next month. Yeah, they're doing the bunnies and shit all in the store now and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, uh, what's a very ample snack <coughs> this time of Peeps. Yeah. I mean, yes, but, you uh, know, like, they've been around forever on Easter. They're okay. around year-round, but Easter's their glory time. Uh, jelly beans. Jelly beans. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who's the most famous fucking jelly bean you know? Jelly belly. So Jelly Belly Creator has opened a new section, kind of a side business or a sister business to his jelly bean empire, and created a jelly bean with motherfucking CBDs in it. What? Diet weed jelly beans? Yeah. That's crazy. No way. Yeah, for real, bro. Man. CBD jelly beans. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm the jelly bean king. Why the fuck would I let anybody, any of these like podunk little like usurpers down here try and make their own fucking medicated jelly beans when I can make the most gourmet bean of them all? And already dominate the market. Right? I wonder if there's going to be flavors that are going to be like flavored after strains and going to have added terpenes in them so that they'll actually taste like the strain. I I think it's, I think it's literally his base, base 32 flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. It was CBD in Well, I'm saying they should add terpenes, <laughs> but that's fucking crazy. No, dude. no. We create jelly beans and we call them terp beans. Yeah, very true. But I'm going to take a couple steps back real quick. Terp beans is a great idea. I need to fucking write that down. Right? Terp beans. Terp beans. Hold on. <laughs> Little beans of fucking terpy flavor for this. Turt beans. <laughs> and none of this and none of this like fucking ten, twelve milligram bullshit. Turt beans run at fifty milligrams per bean. Per bean. Per bean. Mm-hmm. And people we're gonna bring it back, people are gonna be like, Man, I fucking popped a bean. I'm off right now. Right? Yeah, that's a great idea. Turt beans. It's going down. I wanna okay, I wanna take a few steps back to um to the jelly bean king. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, a few steps back to the jelly bean king. The jelly bean king. So I wasn't aware that the, the guy who runs the Jelly Belly Corporation considered himself a jelly bean king. And was he like a Willy Wonka-esque type of like chocolate factory... I mean, think of the think of the flavor development department of, of Jelly Belly, like especially after the Harry Potter movies came out. Do you know what uh, Birdie's Bot beans are? Yeah, yeah. The every flavor bean. Mm-hmm. So after that came out, now they do produce uh, Birdie Bot's bean boxes, but their actual flavor of that style is their Bean Boozled line. See, I'm a fat kid. I know all about this jelly belly business. That's <laughs> good. Lay it out. Lay it out. <laughs> so, so the so so the bean boozled has you know those gross ass flavors, mm-hmm. and they're mixed in with like a normal box of flavors. So you'll have like toasted marshmallow, and then like dried dog shit, mm-hmm. and they look the same. So you might get a nice <laughs> toasted marshmallow, might get some toasty dog shit. Toasty you know? dried dog shit. So like. Like, toothpaste is pretty gross. Uh, you know, like, people be like, I love toothpaste, for it. it's my favorite. I'll be like, 
I like the grass one because that's my favorite. I kind of like the grass one too. I've had that one. And then they have like vomit and black pepper. Yeah, they have and, dirt. And dirty sock. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> that's the worst one. I remember... But uh, as, as quoted from, from the great... Um, the greatest warlock of all time, Dumbledore. Uh-huh. Uh, I was eating birdie bots once, and alas, it was a boogie. <laughs> it was a boogie. Yep, booger flavored. Let me, uh... Let me see if I can just cut. Yeah, here. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lisa Roland Brasher is the CEO of the Jelly Belly Candy Company. She is the candy king that we were speaking of earlier. Okay, yeah, I ain't putting, like, sexual this is on, like... The word king. No. She could be a king. She could be a candy you, king. She, he, or it could be a king for all I give a shit, as long as you rule your, your lands. Yeah, she took over in uh, in 2015, so pretty recently. Yeah, dang. Yeah, and it seems like she's shaking shit up. So it was... Uh, she I'm, had- trying to think, I'm trying to think of what else um, Jelly Belly has put out recently in the last few years that's like a new product. You know, um, they have their classic 32, they have their 52, they have the kids line, they have a soda line, they have a cocktail line, they have a beer line, they have a fruit basket line, and they have multiple holiday lines. But I don't remember, like, at any point, Jelly Belly being like, yo, we got some new shit on, on deck. Check it out. I guess they don't need to because they're fucking Jelly Belly. Yeah, it's like, it's tried and true. But it seems like uh, custom Jelly Belly sneakers. Oh, it's a tin. But it's $1,000? Damn! For a custom Jelly Belly beans in a sneaker tin. Here, I'm going to share the screen so you can see this. Yeah, let me see that. I think it'll catch this on the on the video, too. $1,000 hairs? You see this? Twelve the fuck yeah, that's yeah, so crazy. There's, there's the bean boozled right there. Yeah, bean boozled trick or treat jelly beans. Oh, that's the fifth edition. Yeah, they got all the different editions, man. I want a motherfucking jelly belly coin operated delivery machine in my house. It says uh, new product available in August 2017. That the candy company has teamed up with Krispy Kreme to create a new irresistible treat. Image coming soon. And this was in 2017? Yeah. <laughs> Jelly Belly, get on your fucking website, guys. Yeah, you haven't updated your website since 2017? Fucking a pair of images coming soon. Um. Bean decorating? So Look yeah, they do. They do. So, so as far as Harry Potter goes, they got a licensing contract, which I think is pretty dope. Um, because in Harry Potter's, all the wizarding kids go to um, Honeydukes, which is the can like the wizarding candy shop. Yeah. So Jelly Belly did get the rights to do Honeyduke brand stuff. 
that's where you get the birdie pots, you get the chocolate frog, you get the the um, the slugs. Um, they got a bunch of different shit, and they have all the chocolate wands too. I haven't ate, I haven't had any chocolate wands, but I've done the slugs, and uh, I've done all all the different birdie bots and and be boozles. Mm-hmm. So and then on, on that last page that we just saw, mm-hmm. you don't have to click back, but I saw the Dunkin' Donuts box. Yeah, the, or the Krispy Kremes box. Krispy Kreme, my bad. Yeah, I saw that. Too. I should know that. See how we have Krispy Kremes up here and no Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so it looks like the most recent things that they've released were the Harry Potter chocolate wands, and then um, these uh, Easter egg flip top box, which I think they just uh, came back out with that. Yeah, the flip top box is just the like little thirty two ounce guy that you like put in your pocket and eat real quick. Yeah. So it looks like uh, they have done chocolate covered jelly beans too. Yeah, they have done that. See, I'm sure. And Jelly Belly has put out candy corns too. That actually might be better than regular candy corn. Whoa, bro! No, like candy (laughs) corn is you need like the shitty cheap's Brock's candy corn. Don't hate on me, Brock's for calling shitty and cheap. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. But uh. You know, it, um, oh, my thing is not double split anymore. Oh, well. Um, they, they, they're like waxy and honey and sugary and like just what they're supposed to be. Oh, that's so, so gross. It's like you're eating a candle. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like it's all waxy. Candy. It's like a sugar candle, yeah. Candy corn, I always eat like three every year for some reason. And I don't know why. I know that I don't like them. I know that they're gross. I know that every piece of candy corn was made in 1907. And they just rebag them every year. Yeah. And for some reason, I always try them. And I always try a couple. Like I, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, that was gross. Maybe I should have a couple more and see how I feel then. No good. So, uh... Definitely over normal candy corn is the like little little Halloween chocolate candy corn ones. Yeah. Those are dank and so are the pumpkins. Okay. And See, then have you had the caramel apple candy corns? And the pumpkins are made out of the exact same shit, right? Yeah, same exact shit, dude. So it's like I love the pumpkins. <laughs> 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 That's like it's like let me get a let me get a burger with no onions, but I would like onion rings on the side. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what that kind of an order is. Yeah. Which is Let me get the pumpkins with no corn. Pumpkins with no corn, but make it out of the same shit. Well, why don't you want the corn? Cuz they're fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's the pumpkin, right? <laughs> nah. There's orange <laughs> in there. There's orange in the pumpkin. And something about the size maybe. The inside seems softer. Because how they bake... I guess they don't bake them. They're just mixed up and then dried. I think so. So, I think it's like just because they're a big ball instead of a flat little corn triangle, then the inside is somehow more delectable. I I, I can see your reasoning on that. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I'm not the fucking candy king. <laughs> Right, not the jelly. What's your name? The I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> Roberto Backstrack. 
Yeah. The Jelly Bean Queen. Sherry O'Terry, the Jelly Bean Queen. Yeah. Uh, no, so, uh, I don't know. You watch TVs at all? You got the TVs, man? Lisa Brasher was her name. Do I have the TVs? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really watch a lot of TV lately. Like cables or Hulu's? No, I haven't had cable for years. But I have right. I have Hulu's and Netflix's. No, I'm pretty sure you haven't watched this, but The Masked Singer? Oh, okay. I haven't, but you were telling me about it. Yeah, dude, watch the entire season. Like, the the last guy, um, first off, the guy I thought who was going to be uh, Neil Patrick Harris ended up being Donnie Osmond. Oh, that sneaky fuck. The sneaky fucking Donnie Osmond, right? Yep. And then uh, the guy who took it home, and none of the judges guessed. No one had ever guessed that this guy was behind this mask. Mm-hmm. Mother... Fucking T Pain. T Pain. Motherfucking T Pain. That's because, because he became famous for an auto tuned voice. Yeah, that's right. So nobody knows his actually like well trained vocals. Uh huh. So I- he's out here doing fucking hip hop, rock, classic songs, coming back to other hip hop. Like, almost doing country-esque rock songs, and it's like, he's a talented motherfucker. T-Pain's really good. Uh, I want to say, I'm looking it up right now, but there was a video of him, like, actually singing without, uh, T-Pain singing without auto-tune. All right. This is a... And that's why, that's why he did the mass Singer. He's like... He's like so many of my peers, you know, like are actually recognized for their their ability to sing and do things. And you know, like I got famous for the auto tune, and it kind of like really put me in a category. Yeah. So being able to do this show where he got to sing with his actual vocals and nobody knew who the fuck he was, it allowed it it it, it brought clout to the fact that you know he's a true musician. Yeah. He definitely is. I love T-Pain. And I never really, like, uh, I never really respected him back in the day or listened to him. He was kind of just like a shock artist with the heavy yeah, exactly. auto-tune, and he would wear the the big top hat, and he did, yeah. like, I'm on a boat with Lonely Island, and that was pretty much my extent of listening to T-Pain, was that. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then I saw him on Comedy Bang Bang on the TV show. And yeah. just his, like, just his personality and, like, like his comedy and just, like, his style was hella funny. And I loved, like, I loved the way that he acted as a person. So I got to, like, his personality and then went back to his music. And then started listening to, like, his new music. Like, I don't know if you've heard uh, Fuck Bitches Get Money. No. That's like one of the dopest songs ever made. And it's a T-Pain song. And it's got all kinds of auto-tune on it. And just the beat is nuts. And I love the song because I respected him as a person. It's what happened with Post Malone and me. I started seeing Post Malone in all these videos and vlogs. And at Mike Busey's house, shooting a flamethrower, smoking a cigarette. And then doing interviews on the H3 podcast. And just realized that he was like... 
you know, just a super sweet, humble dude that liked to experience the shit that his life could afford. You know what I mean? And then I stopped hating on him so much and then started respecting him. But here's a T-Pain singing with no auto-tune. T-Pain fucking kills it. Yeah, that's fucking, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. You would never expect that this, this this dude could just, like, actually belt it out. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was reading something where T-Pain was talking about how, how people abuse autotune. And when he first started using... Did you just do a line? You just lean off camera and do a line? <laughs> <laughs> like an intense <laughs> alright uh, but he was talking about how people uh, people abuse autotune and when he started using autotune in his music he was like uh, auto he went back to the guy who made it and studied like the whole thing of how it works and it was actually used uh in like deep sea exploring and the guy who made like the technology would send down a you know tone into the ocean and it would hit the ocean floor and bounce back up and depending on what tone he got back it would tell him what was underneath the floor of the ocean there. So he was looking for like mineral deposits and fucking Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck he was doing under there. It would tell him the different, you know, substances and consistencies of shit under the ocean, depending on the tone that he got back. So T-Pain actually went and like met with this dude, understood the technology and then figured out a way to manipulate it and use it in music. And he was like, all these other kids just fucking turn on auto-tune and then just sing out a key. And that's not what it's for at all. Crazy. Because if you sing in key and you turn on auto-tune, it doesn't sound like anything. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're singing in key. So you have to sing out of key for the auto-tune to really do its job. For it to sound auto-tuny, you know what I mean? And, you know, T-Pain, I assume, will sing in a key that will complement the key that it's going to turn into. Mm-hmm. So instead of just singing in a random off-key, like most people do, he'll sing in a certain key that's going to turn it into this key, which will have the right feel. And it's like, that's crazy. That's a whole new art to vocal manipulation. Right. 
and people it reminds me of what uh tom morello was doing with fucking guitars electric guitars and amplifiers yeah exactly and dude. feedback and shit you know mm-hmm. or fucking Jimi hendrix you know like just playing with guitars and seeing what kind of different noises he can get it to make right and you know when i when i heard that story then i definitely had this whole new respect for t-pain that I never had before. I always just said, oh, yeah, he's a guy that can't sing, so he uses autotune. And now he's famous. I have a huge fucking respect for him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out there, and, like, the whole time he's in this this very large, like, monster costume. Like, it's big round. You can't tell any kind of physical shape of anybody that's underneath it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kept doing this, like, squat stuff, like, very athletic with his legs. So, like... He, he's like a super athletic dude on top of his like talented musical career and like he was mad mumble like he wasn't like oh I want this shit yeah fuck y'all he was like man it's nice that people really appreciate my voice for what it is and that like now you know I can actually sing and people will uh, expect me to sound like this mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy dude so it says that uh, autotune was invented by Dr. Andy Hillenbrand, a research engineer employed in the oil industry. So he developed autocorrelation, which was an algorithm that uses seismic waves to create detailed subsurface maps that oil companies use for potential drill sites. Uh, then he used the autocorrelation to pitch correct music. And in 1996, the audio technologies and their auto-tune software was born. The first song to hit the airwaves with auto-tune was Cher's Believe single. And since then, the recording industry has never been the same. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it says. So, that's dope. I was kind of right. That was pretty dope. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should look this up instead of just reciting this thing from memory. A story I heard eight years ago. Right. That's what Google's for. We need a Googler. We need someone that'll just sit here and Google stuff for us that doesn't want to be on the show. And I'll give them a microphone and I'll yell at them every time they use it. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I'll be like, don't even think about talking into that microphone. It's hot. (laughs) It's all the way up. (laughs) We'll just be able to hear him breathing all the time. So I just realized what time it is, and I gotta go get my kid in five minutes. Oh dang! All right. All right. Well, that's uh, that's fine. It's a short one. Word. A short one today. Well, um, we uh we have some stuff uh coming up around the corner, but I'm actually gonna say that in ads, so everybody knows that already. Word. It already happened. Yeah, you, you guys already know all that shit. Yeah, so all that stuff I said earlier, go do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Ricky Tiggy Tang Tang, go do it. Natural Habitat Recordings.